Whoa, what's up everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Brewski with Drewski. I'm your host, Andrew Tyree, and thank you so much for being here. Uh, you could have been anywhere, uh, but you chose to be here with me, and for that, I say thank you. Uh, so let's get the show started without any further ado. According to various reports, Russia is planning to give a coronavirus vaccine to its citizens in October. Uh, two things there. One, that's a testing ground I can get behind. Let me know how that goes. And two, isn't Donald Trump a Russian citizen? <laughs> so yeah, I say, I say do it. I say go for it. Uh, in the same week the government admits that UFOs are real, rapper Post Malone says he saw a UFO when he was a teen. I say he also got off that UFO and started making music. That dude is weird. He's <laughs> very strange. Uh, Cardi B announced a partnership recently with OnlyFans. So there's no joke here, guys. I was just letting you know to whom it may concern. 50 Cent is apparently done with Instagram after IG took his post down and called it bullying. See, he made it past all the extortion posts and the threats of physical violence, but the bullying went too far and he's pissed off about it. Man. And finally, in sports news, Dwayne The Rock Johnson just bought the XFL. Yes. That's right, the football league started in the 2000s by Vince McMahon has been purchased by The Rock, a real life episode of Ballers. So instead of, are you ready for some football? The new slogan will be, if you can smell what the CTE is cooking. <laughs> you guys don't go anywhere, we got a great show for you today. We're gonna to be discussing whether or not the American dream is real anymore. We're going to be talking about whether or not Ellen DeGeneres is officially a Karen, and we're going to let you know about some really, really essential things you must have in your home personal protection kit. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. It's a packed show. It's a good one. You guys stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Brewski with Drewski. I'm your host, Andrew Tyree. Thank you so much for joining us, for being here with us yet another week. And as always, we have producer Kamari. How are you doing, Kamari? Hey, I'm doing pretty great. Pretty great. I wish you guys could see Kamari right now. If you don't know, Kamari and I do this via Zoom because we are responsible adults uh, and we social distance uh, while we do the show. Our original plan was to do it in the same room, but we can't, so we do it over Zoom. But I'm looking at Kamari right now, and she looks like she had a birthday. She got birthday hair. She got new birthday nails. I mean, Kamari looks like she had a weekend. Yes. Happy belated birthday. Uh, tell me a little bit about your time this weekend. Oh my goodness. Well, I was supposed to be having like a little ladies night thing. Yeah. Friday to bring my birthday in. Sure. Um, but when I walked in, it was like everyone I knew. And I was like, whoa, yeah. like, yeah. wow, this is not 10 people or less. But it was, it was exciting. Right. Very loving. I appreciated it. Um, and then the following day, when we were able to actually stand up, we made it to, um, <laughs> we made our way down to Newport Beach and we had a boat for two hours and we just sailed all through the harbor and out on the ocean a little bit. We played ratchet music around all these, you know, uppity folks. It was nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you guys have seen any of the photos. I'm sure that there are some photos that have not made it to the internet. They probably will never see the light of day. But if you feel so inclined, go over to Kamari's Instagram page and uh, just, just you know, just check out the events of the weekend. And if you happen, you got to do the internet. Get in. You got to go to Kamari's page, then find her friends, then go to their page, and you'll see the actual action of the weekend. Um, Looks like you had a good time. Man, them nails, man, you... <laughs> I wish y'all could see these nails! <laughs> Woo! If someone has, if someone has good pictures from, from uh, when I brought the birthday in, we could, we could throw them up. Uh, yeah, so I, I would have loved to have uh, wished you happy birthday in person, but uh, my wife and I went out to Solvang this weekend, right, which is I like know. a little Dutch town in California uh, has the windmill and all the Dutch foods and and um, you know it just it, it feels like you've gone abroad when really you just drove like two miles up I got this lovely little uh, Dutch shot glass because we like to collect shot glasses there's no alcohol in here but um, yes yeah, so we had a good time we took a lot of pictures because that's what women like to do when they're on vacation and uh, we ate some good food because that's what I like to do when I'm on vacation. I got to play a little poker and it was fun. We had a good relaxing weekend and now we are back. I think y'all deserve that. I think y'all deserved it. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. It was good to get away. Um, so yeah, let's get, let's get right into the show. Uh, cheers to your birthday. Oh. Before we move on, it was Kira's birthday too. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Kira is a is is one of my uh, oldest LA friends, and she is uh, an editor of this show. But she's also I would call her a producer because she throws her ideas in there and she makes this show what it is. She puts the show together for you every week, and she does it uh, not out of the kindness of her heart because I pay her, but I do not pay her nearly as much as she is worth. So <laughs> a part of that is out of the kindness of her heart. So thank you so much. Kira actually went. Uh, she actually came to my wedding with her boyfriend and one another one of my good friends, Chris. I'll sh throw up some pictures here of us at the wedding. And we had a good time, so Kira's a, a good friend of mine, so thank you. Happy birthday, Kira, um, and many, many more to you and Kamari, the ladies who hold down Brewski with Drewski. I got, I got a couple things for you. You know, I, I, I want to save, save one of them for, for, for the end. So we'll, we'll start here. Okay. First, let's talk about this study that yes. says that America is the second worst place to raise a family. What are your thoughts? So there was, this is very, this is very interesting because <laughs> a good friend of mine um, and I started talking about moving out of the country um, in 2016. We all know what happened in 2016. Uh, your homeboy got elected president. He increasingly sounds like one of those bad lip reading videos you see on the internet. They delivered a swift and swooping, you know that sweeping. It was swift and it was sweeping. And we were like, man, like it would be probably, this is probably like the right time to get up out of here because, you know, everybody talks about the American dream and everybody's trying to get here. But when you really look at it, Things aren't really great for us. They're not great for African-Americans. They're not great for black people. They're not great for people of color. Um, what are the good things? And so this, 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 uh, this study came out 
Um, I saw it on the New York Post website. Where'd you see it, Kamari? I saw it on BallerAlert.com. BallerAlert.com. Okay, we on two different ends of the internet here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good. Baller Alert, New York Post, however you want to do it. Um, and the, the article of mine says, starts off, says, we get an F for family. Like, that, that was interesting. Um, in case you thought America wasn't experiencing enough turmoil of late, the United States has been named the second worth Worst, sorry, the second worst wealthy nation in which to raise a family in 2020, according to a new research by travel site Asher and Lyric. The first time I saw the data, this person writes who wrote the article, I was in disbelief. Um, she said she started writing this article in order to help people stay safe in the midst of COVID while they were traveling abroad and, 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 uh, and being here at home. And she found out, let me just read you some of the, some of the stats. Um, it's the least family-friendly of wealthy countries. It's 35th um, according to safety, happiness, cost, health, education, and time. Time meaning how much time you, you actually get to spend with your family that you're not working. Um, we clocked in uh, just above Mexico, whose murder rate has jumped to the second highest in nearly two years as drug cartels have taken over during the, during the pandemic. Um, and uh, yeah, ahead of the game were uh, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Finland, which is why we probably went to, uh, to Slovenia this weekend to kind of get a little bit of that feel. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We needed some of that. Um, let me give you some of the, some of the other uh, stats here. Let's see. So they gauge maternity leave, vacation days, cost as measured to out-of-pocket health spending, cost of living, income ratio, and more. Um, We're the only country that doesn't require employees to offer maternity leave uh, as a guy whose wife is currently uh, trying to, you know, become pregnant. We're trying to have children. This is a very big one uh, to us. Um, let's see. Uh, where was I? Sorry, maternity leave. And worse, the average household blows, it says, 31.79% of their income on childcare compared to 4 to 10% spent by Scandinavian nations. It's crazy. Uh, what's most surprising is the global safety rating, which was the second poorest after Mexico, um, worst in school shootings, uh, worst for human rights. All this to say that I think the picture that we paint here in America is a bit skewed. Not unlike what other countries do. I think if you go to some other countries, they probably are touting their country as, a, as an amazing place to live when, it's, when it might not, because you don't want people leaving your country in droves. But if you're really looking at the numbers, um, America is not the best place in the world to live by any means. Education, uh, finance, money, how far your dollar goes, your health, um, none of these things, your work to family time ratio. So I don't know what the hell folks are talking about. It's propaganda, I say. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would I would I would move out of the country. And I you know, I don't know if I would do it full time or whether I'd have a place here and a place somewhere else, but I do think at some point in my life I'll end up living elsewhere. What do you think, Kamara? I thought it was just bad for black people for a while mm. mm -hmm. but, you know when you factor in certain elements especially the maternity leave thing because mm -hmm. that zero sense to me 
um, it you start to it starts to paint a picture of of how people are literally the last thing on the list of priorities here. Like this is a very capitalistic place. Like truly it is about the money. Wherever the money is going is where they're concerned. Wherever the money is coming from is where they're investing. Like they're not trying to build anything new. They're just trying to maintain and profit off yeah. of this. So capitalism. Capitalism is what this this nation was was built on, right? Cuz that's kind of um, besides the, de the, the the degradation of a people, that is what slavery was. That is what, you know, all the things that this country is built on was all about capitalism. How do we make money? How do we make the most money and, and expend, you know, the least amount of resources? Um, and it hasn't changed much. You know, talking, if you're talking about mental health issues, you're talking about protection against enslavement, force, fourth worst for human rights here. Um, we are a deeply challenged challenged and troubled country and I don't blame people for wanting to leave live somewhere else would you ever consider living somewhere else Kamara? I've been considering living somewhere else for a while um yeah. actually before I moved here because I've lived in Baltimore Pittsburgh and then LA mm -hmm. so I was thinking where can I go I want to do like a year where I have mm -hmm. three months in different places just to get a feel and, and whatever I decide on is where I think I may stay because yeah. I feel like the world is too big. I mean, I went, I only went to Mexico and the food was instantly better. I was like, wait a minute, I, I got to go further than this. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you, you should, we've been to some pretty great places. You should go to Italy, man. Italy, like as soon as I got to Italy, my first thought was, I could totally live here. Mm. Like it, like immediate. And I, you know, I'm one who really enjoys my comforts of home and all these other things. But I was like, oh, this, this, this will work. This will work. So, kudos to you. That's a good idea. America, get your shit together. All right. So I don't know if you've heard, but Google wants to create smart tattoos that will turn your skin into a touchpad. It's really Black Mirror time. <laughs> here, here, okay, okay. Here's, here's what I'll say. And this may be a little surprising to you and to you. Um, last week we talked about, you know, um, Elon Musk wanting to open up your head and put the headphones in there so you can listen to music. I did that during the monologue. This week finds out Google wants to put tattoos uh, on your skin so that you turn into like one of the little scan things where you can like scan your money. And also I was reading like, it'll actually make um, the texture and the feel of a thing real when you're not actually touching it. Um, and I say do that shit. Just, I mean, because listen, it's, go it's gonna happen, right? They got, you got, we're already tracked. For all you guys who are like, I'm trying to be off the grid, or oh, you're not gonna be tracking me, son. You ain't finna be tracking me. No, bro, they tracking you already, man. If you got your cell phone, they tracking you. If you got a, a car with any sort of electronic situation going on, they tracking you. Um, you got your credit card. If you swipe your card, use your Apple Pay, they already tracking you. So, I mean, if you're gonna give me less things to carry, I say give me a couple finger tattoos. You know what I mean? Let me just, let me just swipe, swipe through with the finger, buy some. Now, here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want to be like like thinking I'm going to like pick up some strawberries 
And then I actually picked up like a hundred pound weight and then I fucking like tweaked my elbow or some shit like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm nervous about. But other than that, I say, you know, you can't cut my head open and put the headphones in, but put the ta- put the tattoos on me, man. I don't, I don't care. The thing is, I mean, they're temporary tattoos, so it's not really bad. So they say. But I'm sure once you get the shit, I'm sure some shit seeps into your skin and now it's a part of your blood. Yeah, it's a part of your bloodstream. And then, like, as soon as you commit a crime, like, your whole body just shuts down. And <laughs> you'd be like, oh, shit. What happened? Yeah, bro, we had you. We had we had the shit in your bloodstream. We've always had you. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? But that's, you know, look, you can't do anything anymore, man. You can't. Think about how hard it would be to like steal a steal a car right now. Like the car would you could shut the car down from mm-hmm. from over here. So you know crime is about to be. All these movies they used to show you, this shit's about to happen. All these the Terminators and the and the and all these things, they about to happen, man. I saw I saw a movie the other day. It was one of these really horrible movies on Amazon um, Prime that I love to watch. Um, and it was about the last day of crime. Like pe- the government was putting this thing in you where like if you were about to commit a crime, it w- had the ability to like shut you down and it like read your mind. And, and I was like, oh yeah, that shit's, that shit's coming. Mm. That shit is coming for real, bruh. Yeah, have you seen um, Minority Report? Of course. And then Person of Interest. Let me tell you my, my Minority Report. Bam, you move this here. Bam. <laughs> like that's, that's it. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that I mean with the way these programs are written now, the algorithms they already know everything about you. Enemy of the state, you seen Enemy of the State? No. With Will Smith? Oh, girl. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, Will Smith. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> mm. it, it didn't sound like that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. But yeah, so I say I say do it. This is gonna be your favorite thing. So you remember we talked about Ellen. <laughs> Okay, we we had a whole moment where we were trying to figure out if Ellen was really mean, and she had that whole thing about the mints and the gum. Yes. <laughs> so Ellen now reportedly wants to end her talk show after news of investigation into mistreatment and discrimination in the workplace surfaces. Let me tell you what what's happening to Ellen. Ellen is having uh, a hissy fit. (laughs) Ellen, for so long, has been above reproach. She's been above any sort of reprimands or any sort of checks and balances because the like, as a matter of fact, roll a bit of the footage that we talked about last time on Ellen. My favorite story was a story of her bowl of mints. Apparently, you cannot walk into Ellen's office without taking a mint and putting it in your mouth. It doesn't matter whether you brush your teeth this morning, doesn't matter whether your breath is fresh as a daisy. If you don't take the mint to put it in your mouth, you're not coming in here. And she also <laughs> she also sends people home who she feels smell bad. Like, and not privately. She's like, yo, Susan, you stink. When you do things like that, when you do things like that, you feel like you're above reproach. I think last time we said that she, it's, it's, her, it's her whole world. She has a whole soundstage, a whole section of the lot. I think one time 
um, she was working and she walked out of her soundstage, took the camera out of her soundstage and walked over and started talking to fucking Clint Eastwood. Like Clint Eastwood had a trailer and she just like walked in his shit and was like, yo. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood, he had a look on his face like, who the, f-? and then he was like, oh shit, is you, <laughs> like, like my bad, like what's up? Like she is above reproach. And now that people, you know, it's the age of the internet, so people get to talking and you are never above the internet. And people are starting to tell her about herself and now she's like, well, fuck it, I don't wanna do the show no more. Well, don't do your little funky ass show. Ain't nobody home at 4 p.m. anyway, Ellen. Ain't nobody home to watch that shit. Like, like I mean, we are now because it's quarantine, but still, when people go back to work, wasn't nobody watching shit. And the people who were watching it, I mean, they'll be all right. You got 800 episodes done. We will rewatch them shits. It is fine. Yeah, it's um. Did you did you see the quote from like an insider? Which one? I saw many. And the one that says she feels she can't go on, and the only way to recover her personal brand from this is to shut down the show. The truth is, she knew what was going on. It's her show. The buck stops with her. She can blame every ex every executive under the sun, but Ellen is ultimately the one to blame. Yeah, she crying. She's like, oh my God. Like she, you know, like, okay, you all have seen the video. You all have seen videos where white women be hella out of pocket, hella out of pocket, yelling, calling you the N word, everything else like this. And as soon as you give any sort of, uh, you know, uh, feedback or aggression back, or if anybody ever checks her, she gets to crying, calling for help. All of a sudden, she's she's the victim. This is what Ellen is doing on a very large stage. She's been aggressively wrong for months, years, I'm sorry, for years and years, and now she's getting checked, and she's crying. It, they have, she has a, um, she has a investigation that'll be happening uh, as they begin to go back to work, um, and that probe is coming from the network. You know, they're, 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 they're checking in on Ellen. You know, she said, now here's, here's what really popped off to me because there's a lot of things that people were saying were wrong. They said uh, they're mad about pay reduction, a lack of communication, poor treatment by producers. One thing she really did that was kind of messy was she hired a non-union uh, employee to come in and uh, film her show from home. Now, if you know anything about the unions here, like the guilds here, you know, it's union work is very like uh, it's a very sacred thing, you know, and, and it's hard to get union work, especially when you're in the union and there's not a lot of jobs to go around. But to cut corners as if she needed to save some money, she went and got <laughs> she, went, she went and got a non-union person to come in and film her show. And her whole staff was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I got a camera. I could have came and filmed your shit like she. But she didn't care. So, you know, she's scheduled to go back into production. Uh, oh, the new season scheduled to premiere September 9th. So I'd be interested to see if you guys are going to watch. Uh, she also hosts Game of Games. Um, here's, here's a quote that I like. What makes it difficult is the kind of crisis this is is not an acute problem, such as harassment by DeGeneres just herself or embezzlement. It's a challenge to her entire brand ethos, which is friendly, relatable, person next door, and that is all experiencing a sizable crack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I remember from that that um the cop thing that we read? Mm. 
toxic light impulse <laughs> to make a situation about you. <laughs> and 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 here's 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 the problem. Here's where it goes from being just Ellen being kind of an asshole to like it being a problem because now there's been allegations of like sexual uh, harassment and misconduct from, not from Ellen, but from the higher ups on her staff. Like her executive producer is slated to step down. There's also been allegations of uh, like, you know, um, racism. And let me tell you something. I've been on a lot of sets. Very rarely, rarely have I been on a set where I've experienced no racism. So Hollywood is just as racist as any other industry. Let me just make that very clear. Um, but it is, it is very interesting. One insider who <clears throat> was an African-American woman, power to the people because the people got power, says that be kind bullshit only happens when the cameras are on. It's all for show. They give, I know they give people money to help them out, but that is not real. She asked him to remain anonymous. She feared retribution from the, from the talk show and from the network, but she says, um, senior managers for day-to-day, uh, ex- uh, deliver day-to-day toxicity. Um, what else does she say? If she wants to have her own show, this is what you said, and have her title on the show, she needs to be more involved and see what's going on. I'm trying to find the, the juicy, I saw something that was great. Okay, here we go. Um, oh, one black woman who used to work on Ellen told BuzzFeed she experienced racist comments, actions, and microaggressions during her year and a half as an employee. She said when she was hired, a senior level produ- producer told her and another black employee, oh, wow, you both have box braids. I hope we don't get you confused. Oh, oh. Yeah. At a work party, she said one of the main writers told her, I'm sorry, I only know the name of white people who work here and other co-workers awkwardly laughed it off instead of coming to her defense. When a former employee brought up issues of uh, race and representation on the show and asked producers not to use offensive terms like spirit animals in segments, her colleagues called her the PC police. Whenever I brought up an issue to my white male boss, he would bring up some random story about some random black friend that he had and how they managed to get over stuff. He used his black friend as some way to say, I understand your struggle, but it was all performative bullshit. So Ellen is, um, after, at the end of the day, she is your run-of-the-mill uh, privileged white woman. Mm-hmm. Ellen is a Karen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, There it is. I think, we've, I think we've pretty much solved it. Ellen DeGeneres is a Karen. All right. I didn't want it to be true. You know, I wanted to put Ellen DeGeneres in my Tom Hanks box. You know, I really, I really liked Ellen, even when she was just me. But now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this whole thing is making it hard. Oh. She said she didn't want to be, be, uh, be blacklisted. She says, um... Let me see. Hold on. There's there's more. Oh, she said that I, I, I can't find the quote, but she basically said Ellen basically said that um, I was looking at this article on Forbes <laughs> and it says it says an unverified Twitter thread. People detailed her maltreatment of employees 
including allegations and secondhand stories that she throws monologues that she doesn't like on the floor and picks someone different to hate every day. Oh, yes, I did hear about that. <laughs> I did hear about Ellen picking somebody different to hate every day. Um, she said, I, the person I heard it from was, it, they didn't work on the Ellen show, let me get that straight, but they knew somebody who worked on the Ellen show. And they told me that Ellen, uh, instead of randomly uh, like picking on people who did things wrong, she said in, a, in an effort to be more fair, she would pick a random person to take out all, their, all her aggression on every day. <laughs> Which is hella crazy. And this all came out to me, I started realizing this when she started doing her show from home, and this will be the last thing I say on this, we'll move on, because I already told y'all you know, what Ellen is. And her joke that she either wrote or had her writers write, either way it went past her mind and her mouth and came out of, out, out of, out of her mouth. She said, um, I'm stuck in quarantine at my house and this feels like prison because everybody in this house is, is, is gay and nobody wants to be here. And I was like, mm -mm. something about the, the taste of it was bad. I was like, everybody in prison is, are you saying everybody in prison is gay? Like, you gotta read the room, Ellen. <laughs> read the room. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. And everybody gets a little pass. Let's say, let's say we gave her a pass for that. Maybe she said it, whatever, whatever. But allegation after allegation. It's not one person one time saying one thing. It's people after people after people after people all saying they personally experienced this thing from you. Um, and so, and now she's, and now she's sad. Oh. Stop being a Karen, Ellen. You gotta stop being a Karen. All right, cool. I think that's the quote of the day. Ellen's a Karen. Um, we got anything else on that list there? No, no, that's that's everything I wanted to talk about. Will you be watching? Will you be watching the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, when it comes back out? No. <laughs> that was the politest no I've ever heard. No, no, no. No, no, I don't think I can do that. Uh -uh. All right. Well, that was great. I I I love I love those topics. Okay, when we come back. I'm going to go over, we're going to get back to our gun series. I'm going to talk to you about proper grip, and I'm going to show you one of the most essential things you need to have in your home when you're owning a gun. I will be right back. Today's episode of Brewski with Drewski is brought to you by the Hella Cocktail Company. At this point in the quarantine, you've probably become a teacher, a chef, a housekeeper, a personal trainer, and so much more. But when it's time to unwind, the Hella Cocktail Company can turn you into a great bartender too. Hella features premium bitters and sodas and cocktail mixes. My favorite is the Drewski Old Fashioned. It's my favorite drink and with the Drewski Old Fashioned cocktail kit, it's super easy to make. For a limited time, you can get 15% off this kit by going to the link below. Hella bitters and sodas are now available at Whole Foods, Total Wines, and other select stores. Hella Cocktail Company, rooted in discovery, crafted with integrity. This episode is also brought to you by the Klingscale Group, for all your buying, selling, and leasing real estate needs in SoCal, it's the Klingscale Group. What's up guys, welcome back to the show. Um, last week we did a new segment where we started our 
personal protection uh, series, and I introduced you guys to my standard Glock 19. Now, this guy is, as always, empty, as you can see. We talked about the four rules of gun safety. We talked about keeping your finger off the trigger. We talked about never pointing the muzzle at anything you're not willing to destroy. We talked about um, knowing what's, what, uh, what your target is and what is behind it and treating every single gun like they're loaded, like it's loaded, making sure you take the responsibility to make sure this thing is unloaded. Um, this week, I wanna to talk to you about grip because when handling a firearm, if you ever have to handle it, your you know, adrenaline's gonna be pumping, the emotions are gonna be high, you're gonna be in a very intense, um, um, highly volatile situation. So the things that you do have to become second nature. You need a bit of muscle memory. You need to be so familiar with what you're doing that you don't have to think about it. And one of the biggest mistakes I see and one of the easiest ways to get hurt is improper grip. Um, the back of this gun, because it's a striker-fired weapon, uh, has a slide. And so this slide, as you can see here, Kamari, it goes back. When you shoot the gun, when you pull this trigger, click, this goes back and comes forward. If you have your thumb under this slide, you will lose whatever meat or skin you have under, under, under that slide. And so you see a lot of people who do a lot of like cross thumb holding where they hold over the top of the gun like this and you will lose that piece of your thumb. That thumb is gone. Um, uh, I see a lot of people who also teacup their pistols because they see that on TV where they hold the bottom of the gun like this because it feels natural. It feels like you have some control of the gun. Uh, unfortunately, this will uh, this is, does not give you control of the gun and it also will unfortunately cause more misfires and more uh, kind of um, mistakes for your gun to make if you, if you are pushing the magazine in there. Because um, your magazine is supposed to sit in there flush, but if you're pushing it in there, you can have a problem. So, proper way to hold a gun. You want to take your dominant hand. I better use my strong hand. Your shooting hand, and you want to put it right up against this curve here. I'm not gonna give you guys too many technical terms because it's not as important as you actually knowing what to do. You take that little web of your thumb there, and you put it right up against there so you have a good grip on the gun. Your three fingers should go around the handle as so. Make sure your finger's off the trigger up here. Your thumb is going to kind of lock in the top or the slide of this gun. So you should feel like your thumb is pressing one way and your hand is pressing the other way. So anytime you're holding a gun, you want force going one way and the opposite way at the same time. You'll have a bit of handle left exposed and that is for your other hand. You take the meat of your palm and you cover that. You don't want to leave any part of your handle open or, or uncovered because that's going to allow your gun to go to move like this. If you notice when you use your, when you, if you just take your hand like this and you pull your trigger finger in, the rest of your hand moves and it goes down and to the left if you're right-handed. It goes down and to the right if you're right-handed. You want to stop that from happening so that you're not missing your target. So the way to do that is to put your palm there and grip your fingers right under the trigger guard. This is the trigger guard, the guard that covers the trigger. You wanna put your knuckle right under there, push your palm up against that empty place, and point your thumbs in the same direction 
forward towards where you're firing. All right, so one hand, you're locking the gun in like this. You're taking your palm of the other hand, you're covering up that, that open space there. You're wrapping your knuckles so that you're giving your hand a nice good hug, all right, up under the trigger guard. And you're gonna point your thumbs forward. Now some people like a very, very extreme version of this, which means they slide their thumb all the way forward. This is right too. It just depends on what you're comfortable with, okay? Whatever gives you the best feel of the gun. This means that you have pressure going this way and also pressure going this way, and you're gonna be able to control the muzzle rise of the gun too. So we'll get a little more into grips. You know, we'll, we'll cover grips on different guns and, and different things, but that's just the basics of how you wanna grip a gun, grip a pistol when you pick it up for the first time. You don't want your thumbs crossing. You don't wanna cross this thumb over the back you'll lose that thumb. You wanna make sure it's here, right? You don't wanna teacup it, all right? That's all bad. You don't want any other fingers in the trigger or up here, that's all bad. Right here, grip it, thumbs forward, and this is how you're supposed to look there, okay? Um, any questions from the audience? Yes, so my question is, the reason why you don't, you don't want anything crossing that, that back section is because when you shoot, that slides out, right? Well, there's a couple reasons. Yeah, you don't really have great control of the gun when you're doing this sort of thing here. Like, you, you, this finger is all up on the trigger. It's not supposed to be. Like, things are happening that's weird. But the most painful part is, yes, you're covering the slide, which is going to kick back, and it's going to catch whatever is in there. And this is metal, and it's heavy, and your skin is not going to win. There, if, you wanna, if you wanna gross yourself out, Google slide bites, pistol slide bites, and just... You're uh, getting some slide bite from the uh, kel PF9. Do you like that gun? No. <laughs> Take a look. Yeah there's a, there, yeah, there's a video of somebody shooting with like a hot dog back here. He just shoots and your finger will be the hot dog. It's not, it's not pretty. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, grab it, finger up palm and it feels weird if you do this with your hand if you do that it doesn't feel comfortable like that's not a comfortable feeling to put your thumb up and point your arm out it doesn't feel weird and I mean it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel normal but it's the way you're supposed to you're supposed to hold that hold that weapon so um, work on that practice that uh, if you have any questions go ahead and drop it below and I also wanted to take a couple minutes to introduce you to something that is really important for you guys to have in your home as soon as you buy a weapon. You need a case. You need something to hold your gun in. Um, it doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be expensive, it just has to be something that is lockable, you can lock, something that you can maybe attach to something that's immovable in your house, so if your house gets broken into, nobody's actually stealing your gun. Um, and something that you can, you know, it's, if you can travel with it, that's great. I chose this safe right here. It's a RPNB gun safe. It's DOJ certified by California, which means you can put your gun in this and put this in your car and it's legal. As long as it's unloaded, you can go. You can keep this by your bed. Um, they have fancier ones than this. They have ones that are like thumbprint you know, recognizable, so you can just hit the thumbprint if you want to spend that extra money. This is a three-button code 
that I can put in here um, that's easily changeable um, and that will open the gun safe. Um, it also has a key, just in case you forget your code to open that up. And it also has a key fob. So if you're it's late at night and you don't feel like you can't remember the combination and you need your weapon, you can literally just press the key fob above the button and it'll open the safe right up. And you got your safe open right there. And it protects your gun, nice padding on the inside. So I bought this from Amazon. I'm gonna put the link below. It's not that much money. When I bought it, it was uh, $49.99, it was about 50 bucks. Um, but it's really good, holds your standard pistol, uh, if you have a subcompact, if you have a full-size pistol, it'll hold that. Um, the RPNB gun safe. This is what I got. This is what you should get if it's your first gun. It's nice and easy, nice and simple. And uh, yeah, you need this. You want this, especially if you have kids in the house, um, if you have other people that you don't want to have access to your gun, or if you just want to keep it safe and out of the way, that's a great safe to have right there. It's a lot better than a shoebox. It's better than a shoebox. It's better than sleeping with it under your pillow like my grandma used to do. Um, grandma used to sleep with the pistol under the pillow. It made waking her up very interesting. Ooh. Yeah, grandma, you gotta hit the, you gotta hit the, uh, it's just cause she might be like, who? You know what I mean? Cause grandma went through some things. Mm. Grandma, grandma went, saw some things I ain't never seen. So, uh, you know. Shout out to grandma. Shout out to grandma. There are other things that I have in my house that I think are essential. We're going to go over them uh, every week. We're going to talk about something new. If you have any questions, uh, leave it in the comments. If you like the, the, the gun talk, you know, go ahead and like and subscribe and tell your other, other people that we are doing it over here. We're going to talk about uh, the right lights for your pistol, the right sights you can put on there, different ways you can train and go to the range. You and I have to have a range day very soon. And uh, we're going to be good. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been another episode of Brewski with Drewski. You got anything to say to the people? You want to say goodbye to the people, Kamari? I'll say bye to the people. And I'll also thank them in advance for all their love on Instagram. <laughs> I told them to get. Yeah, y'all go check out Kamari's birthday pics on Instagram. <laughs> Peace.